Okay, Baruch Hashem, we are, we are blessed to have an opportunity to begin a day, to begin our life, as we know that Hashem gives us opportunities, and Hashem gives us the ability to change and to grow and to be alive in order for us to work on ourselves, in order for us to understand ourselves. And the challenges that we have, the challenges that Hashem gives us, and the situations that Hashem puts us in on a daily basis are there for us to try and uh, understand and try and know properly how to deal with them. The Yetzirah is very strong on a person and, and the Yetzirah is always, is constantly uh, attacking a person. And the Yetzirah is constantly the world itself, as we know from the Gra, the Goyim. The Vilna Goyim says that Eirech Chaim Lamala Lamaskil on Mishle, the Vilna Goyim says that if a person is not going up, he's going down. If a person is not changing and actively going in a, in a positive direction, then he's automatically uh, going in a negative direction. The, the understanding of that is that the physical world that we live in and the physical body, the ego, the, the world at large that we are part of is a is Belushan Helam, Ne'elam, is that Hashem is hidden. And clarity is not here. This Olam says, This world is comparable to a dark, to the nighttime and to darkness. And that's, it's Olam sheker. It's a world of lies. And the person has to fight against that. And a person has to, um, maybe a better word than fight against it, a person has to sort of navigate. And a person has to understand how to break through and to understand how to look at life. And we say this all the time. And that is that, you know, when a person sees someone negative, and a person looks at someone and he sees some, somebody uh, negative, or he wakes up in the morning and, and he's negative, or he has negative feelings, or he has negative thoughts. So that's very normal. It's very normal. That's very regular. That's the way it's supposed to be. And the avoda and the, the proper... Um, obligation or responsibility um, is for us to try and break through that and try and, and, try and um, open that up and try and really see within the darkness to try and see the light and to see the clarity and to see the opportunity and to see how we can use the, um, the, all the, the, the things that Hashem sends us and Hashem sends us, is constantly sending us messages to decode, to constantly decode. The first code I think that we all have is the code of positivity um, and not negativity, which is for a person to learn to have gratitude for a person, as we say, that a person wakes up in the morning every day to say, Modeh, and the first thing Hashem tells us, and we know what we're supposed to do is to say thank you. Thank you, Hashem, and the Birchus Hashachar, as I was talking to Yona about this, about affirmations, how important it is 
for a person to try as best as they can to flood their, their minds and to learn ways to flood one's brain with positive thinking. Because the, 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 uh, a person who's negative with inside will see negative all outside of himself and about himself and about others and about the world. And, and it's something that I don't know if it's going to solve one's problems, but it definitely um, is something that, that can really help a person tremendously. When a person is able to train himself and to learn to be more positive, to learn to have more gratitude, to learn to be thankful for all of the uh, gifts and the challenges for that matter. It's not just about thanking Hashem for all the wonderful things. It's about thanking Hashem also for the, for the challenges that a person has also. Yes, Tzvi. Nice and early, go, yeah. Yes. So two things. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, so I was curious, I've heard this from a big person mm-hmm. and said that, that with, like, when, there's, like, when there's like news or the Jews going around, this big person has said that I can't judge, I can't judge a person, but I can judge a story. Okay. Here's what I would say about that. I mean, I can't judge a person. I can't judge the guy that I heard about, but I, sitting here, whenever I hear like a story from America, the news or whatever. Right. So I'm sitting here in Eretz Yisrael, like I'm not gonna judge a person. Right. I could judge the story. Right. So, so, so I don't, I don't know what that person's referring to, and I, I, I think that one of the things that we talk about a lot, and one of the things that I think is important for us to try and live by as much as we can, is really not even to go into the ring of someone else's world, even if it's just a story. I, I don't. We, I have enough. I could just talk for myself. I have enough. Enough. Enough of my own stories and my own world and my own shortcomings and my own problems and my own things that I have to work on. I, the more, the less I spend time in someone else's world. Now, again, I'm not talking about helping a person. You could sit with another person and you could help that person. You could go into their life and help them. Of course, that's the most beautiful thing in the world for a person to do. But me personally, um, and I know there's a type, I know there's a natural desire that people want to know the current events and people want to know yeah exactly they want to know what's going on and ultimately as Menachem Goldberger is here so it's, it's very easy to say I don't want to be chasing anyone else's tail I, I really don't I don't even want to chase my own tail let alone I don't want to be chasing someone else's part of part of our gullus part of our gullus and the I think one of the tzaddikim, whether it was Rukharov from Mezhbuz, might have said this, or Simcha Bunim, I don't remember, I can look it up. I remember seeing it in a Sefer many years ago. And he says, the Ani is in Gullus. Now, there are many ways to explain what that means, but one of the understandings that I have is that what's in Gullus is the me. I'm in Gullus. What does that mean? It means I'm in Gullus from myself. Most people... Nowadays, they struggle with connecting to themselves. And one of the reasons we have trouble connecting to ourselves is because we haven't spent the time uh, dealing with ourselves. We're spending the time, so, uh, if, you're, if the average person is on his cell phone, not doing work, not doing anything productive for f- five hours, six hours a day, that's what, that's what it's reported. Four, five, six hours a day. 
And then a person sleeps six, seven hours a day, 13. So it leaves a person 13 hours. And if two, three, four of those hours I'm spending talking about other people, how much time is left to work on myself? You know, a person could spend his whole life, you know, talking about other people, all the toelas and all the shame shamayim and all the story. I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about how I could grow. I want to talk about what I could do. I want to talk about what, what, what my, my weaknesses are. I want to talk about what my strengths are. You know, it's one of the things I've said many times when I'm sitting with my family at the table. So it's not Avada, we bark Shem, we don't talk Lashon Hara, and we learn Hilchus Lashon Hara. But all I want to do, Svi, all I want to do is just talk about how my wife's day is, how my day is, how my daughter's day is, how my son's day is, and we all could talk to strengthen each other. Why would I want to spend that time talking about someone else's day? No offense to anybody, I'm just saying well, that, you know. And I think that uh, that's what Lashon Hara does to a person. Well, Lashon Hara, besides that you're, you're killing someone and you're hurting someone, but you're, you're living your life, uh, you know, you know uh, you're living your life, you're living someone else's life. You know, people struggle so much just accepting who they are. People can sit a whole life just fighting and fighting and fighting who they are. Whether it's fighting where they, who their parents are, whether it's fighting who their in-laws are, whether it's fighting who their wife is, whether it's fighting their personality, where it's fighting the fact that I'm smart or I'm not smart, I'm good looking, I'm not good looking, I'm, I'm, uh, I gotta lose weight, I gotta gain weight, I gotta this. We, we sit there our whole, our whole time fighting and fighting and fighting just to be, just to, just to live who we are. <laughs> and, and it doesn't help us when we have all these other distractions going on that are telling us, be this, be this, be this, be this, be this, be this. It's very, uh, I remember one of the, one of the, the uh, uh, I remember when I was uh, probably, you know, in yeshiva, and they came out with these movies, I've spoken about this, they came out with the Chatshay's Kachacha, they came out with these movies, I don't know if you guys remember that, they had these, uh, you know, Gedolim, and they would have a whole film and with music in the background, and blah, blah, blah. It was terrible. I mean, it was great, but it was terrible. Why? Because what happens? You start looking at someone else with the music in the background, and you see videos. That's what they do nowadays. You see a gadol, you see a person, and there's music in the background, and you see them, you know, living a certain way. You're like, ah, that's, you know, I, I want to live, you know, I want to live that way as well. It's nice to have people who you're inspire, who inspire you. It's very good to have people who inspire you. But what happens is that is that even in ruchnius, even when it comes to good things, we don't want to accept sometimes what, 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 what my lot, right? Love your lot, L Y L. Love your lot. Love your lot. When you love your lot, you love your life. When you love who you are, with all of the deficiencies with all of your shortcomings, with all of your shortcomings. And that's really part of Lashonara as well. When I look at someone and I look at my roommate, I look at another person, I say, I want him to be different. You want him to be different. When you judge any person, it's because you want them to be different. I want that person to be just like me. I want that person to agree with me. I want that person to see. People are very, people are very different. Everybody's kashem shame. Just like people don't look alike, so too ain't they the same So too the way they look at life, 
the way they have emotions. Nobody's the same. And the goal is to love yourself. And when I say love yourself, I don't mean, you know, in a cliche, oh, love yourself, you gotta love yourself. It means to truly, truly accept yourself, to respect yourself, to know who you are, to know what your shortcomings are. If a person has a bad marriage, right, the first step is you have to say, okay, this is the lot that I have. This is the chilek that Hashem gave me. I have a difficult marriage. I have a difficult, you know, problem with my mother, with my father, with my whoever it might be, with a child, with yourself, whatever it might be. To say, this is whatever. We spend our whole half the time fighting that. We're fighting that, so we don't even get a chance to really deal with it because we're so busy fighting the reality of what is. Yes, Yehuda. Right. Mm-hmm. question you I would say talking to to everyone in yeshiva here um, I would say don't worry about being um, self too self-centered now your next step is marriage everyone in yeshiva when you come to yeshiva at 18 years old 19 years old whenever you come you're you're preparing yourself for marriage that's your goal your goal is to get married and your goal is to try and make yourself as good as you can I mean it's how many years but at least to, to, let's say, to acquire certain principles of life that will help you in your marriage. You're definitely not going to be a finished product when you're married because you, you hopefully you get married at 21, 22, 23. I mean, who's finished you know, then? I mean, you, you're just beginning. But once you're married, then you'll have someone else in your life who can, who it'll force you to... to uh, to not be uh, self-centered. It forces a person, especially if you marry a healthy person. He- if you're more healthy and you marry a healthier person, then it, it'll help you, you know, learn how to get out of yourself. And then when you're working, when a person goes to work, he's working with other people. So you have then you're part of a community. And then Hashem makes it like that. What happens is, when a person's in yeshiva, and all he's thinking about is other people, other people, other people, other people, other people. So to answer your question... You know, I think that, that anyone who's in yeshiva, and that's the value of being in yeshiva, especially in this yeshiva. The value is, is that you spend as many years as you can building up certain principles and becoming more healthy. A healthier Jew, a healthier person, a healthier spiritually, a healthier mentally, a healthier emotionally. And then you're saying, okay, now I'm ready for a girl. Now I'm ready to bring someone in my life. And then that'll, that'll help you with that. Etc. And a community, etc. All those things will help a person. It's a great question, Yehuda. Great question. You're almost there. How old are you, Yehuda? Huh? All right. Anybody got a shidduch? He's not that far off, right, Yehuda? Right? Right? That's what it is. You've been here for three years and you work on yourself 
You continue to work on yourself, and then the next step is you find, right? You find the wife, and then that that'll help you. There's Hashem. Okay. Um, let's learn a bit about Rechilas, right? So Avak Rechilas says the Chavetz Chaim. Um, oh, we did this already. One second. Oh. Okay, repeating information which is not negative, yet may cause ill feelings. You're not allowed to repeat, uh, page 183, day 71. You're not allowed to repeat a statement which people may be sensitive to, even though it is not negative. Okay, interesting. For example, when your sister went on vacation, she left her children by a neighbor for a week. At a later date, you tell your sister, your neighbor told me, that she had a hectic week and really was not up to having your children. So now, although the neighbor did not say anything negative, it would be avakrachilus to repeat this to your sister. Why? Because it will cause your sister to feel hurt. So it may, so again, your sister goes on vacation, she leaves her children by a neighbor, and then your neighbor tells you how it was very hard having her children, and then you tell your sister, so then your sister's going to be upset at your neighbor, um, even though it wasn't something necessarily negative. Um, okay. You're also not allowed to repeat information that can cause someone pain or annoyance, even though the information is not specifically negative. For example, you tell your friend David, you know your neighbor told me that you are never home at night. He keeps wondering where you go. Although this information is not negative, it can cause your friend to feel annoyance at his neighbor for meddling into his private business. Okay, interesting. A person has to be very careful in uh, what information is given over um, to people, even if you, even uh, even though if, if you don't mean to say it in a negative way, but uh, it could cause ill feelings with people. Yes, Maishi. It also many times be like helpful. That what? If that kind of information, like uh, uh, part about like, the neighbor saying you're never home at night, it might be something that you could easily explain. And it might, like, it could help the, if you, if you would tell your, your friend, right, if your neighbor thinks it's a little suspicious that you're not, you're not there at night, you could, he could then explain to his neighbor and clear up the, clear the air up for that. Who, who's he? Your friend. Yeah, okay, that, that's assuming that they have a good relationship. Let's say he's uncomfortable. Let's say he's, you know, going to be upset. Let's say he had other issues with the neighbor. Why are you, why are you, you know, taking that, why are you taking that chance? And maybe he might say to you, well, what do you think the natural thing for a person is going to say? Tell him to mind his own business or he's going to say, oh, let me try and work that out with my neighbor. He'll be like, let him mind. If you're doing something that, let's say the guy is like a solomon. Right, but you're already answering up. I don't, why do I, I don't want to answer my neighbor. I, I, I know myself. My first thought would be, get out of my business. You would go ahead and say, oh, let me go ahead and explain myself to my neighbor. You'd be upset. You'd be like, why is the neighbor talking about me? You also have an obligation. Let's say you did something like a, you have an obligation to do things in... Yeah, the east and the kiem, right, right. You, wanna, you definitely, you, you, it's important for a person to, to, uh, to be good in the eyes of other people. But I'm saying, but, but, but this is pinning somebody against, you know, someone else saying that he said something. 
Yeah, okay. So I'm saying, you're, you're right, Maishi, but I'm saying it's also a dangerous thing to say to someone. If someone said to you, oh, someone's saying something about the way, you know, your neighbor has questions about you, blah, blah, blah. So you're not going to necessarily go over to them. You would feel like they're judging me. You're going to feel being judged. doesn't mean that you can't fix it, but you definitely might cause ill feelings with, with, with a person and their neighbor. You're right. It could, the way to fix it could, it could lead to something positive. But it also stokes, you know, negativity w- within two people. So that's why you have to be careful. Yeah. Also, like, if the neighbor has concern, come to me. Yeah. Right. So why are you going? Yeah. So after you go after find out somebody else that you said something, come talk right. to the person. Right. 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 That person could say that also. Why'd you go to him? If you if you're concerned about me, come to me. Like if somebody, right. I feel like if somebody told me that somebody said something, it's right. a lot more offensive than if somebody asked you. No, right. like, oh, I know it's gonna out like. Because we're not it's a different, different story. Right, right. In the first case, though, I like had like a little bit more. Yeah, that was. Because maybe, maybe like you know, it's uncomfortable to tell somebody yes or no. But like you know, you, you, like in the future, maybe try to be you know, be aware that like you know, it could be a burden, even though like people sometimes have a hard time saying no. But again, that again, so, yeah. that, that's on. Because I can't say no, so therefore you're the problem. Why? Because I can't say no, are you the problem? So I have to learn to say no. That, but that's what happens to people. I have trouble saying no, so I'm angry at the person or resentful that the person did something because I, I have trouble saying no. Yeah, that's, that's what happens to a lot of people, correct? Right? I'm, I'm a tzaddik. I'm a tzaddik because I'm saying yes. You're not a tzaddik because you're saying yes. You don't know how to say no. If you knew, if you knew how to say no, and then you said yes, then maybe you're a tzaddik. But otherwise, you're just you're just a people pleaser. Okay, but but it's not coming from. Uh, what's the line uh, that uh, I think Elio Newell said, or he told it to me? It's a great line. He says, "If you don't know how to say no, then your yeses are not yeses." Let them shot that your yes is a yes. Until you know how to say no, then the value of your yeses are not valuable. Because you're not saying yes for saying yes. You just, it's your default. Right, you don't have another option. It's not, your yeses are not real yeses. So when a person learns to say no, and then his yeses become yeses, then, then, then his no's become no, and his yeses become yeses. That's like you're saying, then you become more healthy, and it's hard. A person has much less resentment to other people because then you have your boundaries and you know what you could do and what you can't do. You have control of your life. Otherwise, everyone else is controlling your life. Yeah. Amazing, right? Amazing. Yes. Yes. Same things about people like news and stuff, and like 
and other like I, I couldn't help but notice like other like negative things like the barking orders at the like, wife and kids. Right. And like I was so uncomfortable there, like really? I, I had to like I, I remember him saying like one outstanding like chesed that he does that he did he shared with me. I was like trying to like, just hold on to that, like you know? And and like but just when I left that suda afterwards I was just I felt so like iffy inside like I needed to share that with someone. Right. For the sake of just like this like, like saying like, it's not like how I would want to even visit a suit. Like, I just had to like Amazing. scream it out. Amazing. So, so what would you have to say on that? Like, Amazing. I remember even like there was someone like who knew, did a great job. There was someone who knew this guy also. Oh, you went to the suit that I was, and I told him like I have a problem. Like, I just I wasn't sure. If I could okay. share Amazing. It. Amazing. Crystal, amazing. Hey, wow. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, I feel that. Amazing. I hear the, the, the growth uh, as you're saying that. So it sounds like you were successful in what you did, but this is a common question that people have. Um, and the truth is, if, if in a situation like that, you could go over to somebody and you could say that. You could say, my goal is not to speak Lashon Hara. I know it's me. I know that I need to vent. And I don't want you to be macabre what I'm saying 100%. I just need someone to hear me out. And then you could say whatever you need to say. And you'll see based on the person who's listening whether he's the right person. If he's like, yeah, 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 and he's getting you all, you know, more angry, then that, that, that's probably, he's not doing a good job. If you feel like, you know, uh, you know uh, relief from the situation, and you feel you're able to judge the person more positively, usually that's a sign that, that he did a good job and you did a good job. But in those cases, to sit around the room and to just talk Lashonara about someone, that would be Lashara. To put, bring to the side a friend or a Rebbe or someone older than you or someone who you feel you could be, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, uh, someone who, who you feel is, is mature, that you could have a serious conversation and tell the person, I need your help. You know, we vent, I need to vent. And that's fine. That's fine. A very good question. It sounds like you did it. As you're saying, you're holding on to the positive, you know, thing that this person had. And it is, it's hard. It's hard for a person to go, you know, sometimes to a, to a meal where you're totally, you know, uh, uh, you know, held captive, so to speak. And you're in the, um, you know, in the hands of somebody else. And, and that's what, what I would do for yourself is say, okay, Mr. Shem, when you'll be married and you'll have a Suda, and you'll have people over that you'll know what, you, you gotta thank him. Because you'll know what not to do. You know? Oh, well, well, amazing. Okay. Okay, let's continue. Um, Hashem will help us. Thank you, Tzvi. Hashem will help each and every one of us. We should be Zoha to not speak any Lashon Hara, not to hear any Lashon Hara, not to judge uh, anyone. And it all begins, we, we, you wanna remember, it always begins with oneself. It begins with, with my uh, perspective and how I'm looking at things. It's never the person um, outside who's the problem. It's always me that I, that that person is pressing certain buttons that I have inside of me. So if I don't like, uh, and that would be to see another example of what a person could do. If you really wanna know yourself, I would make a list of all the things you didn't like that he did 
all the things that bothered you and understand why that bothers me so much. Because another person who told you, oh, that's a great place to go, it could be he'd be like, this was great. I don't know, maybe he just liked the, the soup or he liked the fact that he was so open with his wife. I don't know, everyone can find, you know, different stuff that they want to find. You know, so I would, if, if just Stam, that's in your case, anytime a person looks at someone and sees something negative, or anytime you're struggling with someone in your life, if you're able to go ahead and really analyze what's bothering you, you'll learn a lot, a lot, a lot about yourself. You'll learn a lot about yourself the more you understand what bothers you. So thank you, see. Hashem will help us all. Yeah. Just like, so I'm like just writing it down, like, Learning about myself. Yeah. Like just, just well, first I would write down what you didn't like about it. Make a list of all the things you hated about it. Make a list of the things that you don't... Right? I've told this to people about your roommate. If someone in yeshiva or your roommate bothers you, or someone bothers you, make a list of what bothers you about the person. And you'll have a lot, a lot of clarity about yourself. Most people don't, don't do that. They're like, oh, oh. They're, they're, they're lazy in there. And they're thinking about it. You make a list. You will have a lot of insight uh, about yourself so, after you do that. No, no, no. First do that. First make the list. And then look at the list. The first step is you make a list of all the things that bother you about a person, that bother you about a group of people, that bother you about the world, that bother you about your wife, that bother you about your kids, that bother you about your roommate, bothers you about your mother, bothers you about everyone. Uh, the more a person gets clarity about what bothers them, then you'll get clarity about yourself. So that, that, that's the way Hashem made it. Hashem made it that we're able to see ourselves through other people and other situations. That's how Hashem made There's no other way for us to see ourselves. That is how we're able to see ourselves. How else am I supposed to know? Okay, beautiful. Okay, Hashem will help us all. It's Hashem will be zochah not to speak any Lashon Hara, not to hear any Lashon Hara to love each other, to love ourselves more and more, to understand ourselves, us and all the Jewish people. Amen. Okay. Um, I think we're going to try and finish up a little bit um, the Mesil Sisharim. Um, so we could start, we're going to start over. Um, and I think just to end off uh, what the Mesil Sharim says, um, he says something very, very powerful. Um, about how a person is able to um, live his life. And he says, and I'm going to read the last paragraph in Mesil Susharim, uh, basically what he says. And he says that um, a person um, is very, uh, is very, um, the principles of, of being a, a healthy Jew and the principles of being a healthy, um, in his words, it's a chassid. A chassid means someone who is, has a relationship with Hashem. A chassid is somebody who, nothing to do with uh, being chassidish, um, or how you dress, or how you say, make brachas, and how you pronounce Hebrew words. A chassid, in the ways of chazal, means someone who, who goes beyond the letter of law for some for Hashem, ultimately, and for other people, which is basically, um, I'm not doing things because I have to, I'm not doing things because I should, I'm doing things because I want to. 
my relationship with Hashem is uh, something that I'm working on, and my relationship with other people is something that I want to have and want to work on, and it's a relationship. That's what the chassid is. The chassid is a relationship uh, between uh, a person and um, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, a person and another person. Um, as he says, it's lasos nachas ruach liotro, which means my goal is to do things that are pleasing to Hashem. The, the, the way that a person is able to see at what le- level he is as a Jew is am I doing it because I have to do it? Am I doing it because I'm otherwise going to be punished? Or I'm doing it because this is something that I want to do. This is something that I, that I believe in. This is something that is important to me. And it's something that um, I, I know is the right thing. This is, this is how a person is supposed to live life. And the Ramchal says something very powerful. And he says that it's not what you do for a living. It's not whether you're in yeshiva all day. It's not whether you have a job. You know, a lot of people think um, a successful Jew is someone who is learning Torah all day. And an unsuccessful Jew is someone who's not learning Torah all day. And there's nothing, there's, there's, there's nothing further from the truth. It's not true. A successful Jew is someone who brings nachas ruach to Hashem. What does that mean? If somebody's married and he takes care of his wife, if somebody is uh, working in an organization uh, or he's working in a business and he makes a kiddush Hashem and he's honest in his business and people say, wow, look at this beautiful Jew. Look how amazing this Jew is. Look how beautiful this person is. That is a chassid. That's someone who's connecting himself to Hashem. Somebody who's in yeshiva, who's learning all day, but people look at him and they say, that's the representation of Torah. That's what Torah represents. That's what a Jew is supposed to look like. That's what a Jew is supposed to smell like, so to speak. And chas v'shalom, he doesn't bring nachas ruach to Hashem. So it's not what you're doing. It's not what you do as a, as for, for a living. It's not what you're doing every day in your life. It's how you are with other people, how you are in the eyes of Hashem. And that's something that's very, very difficult for a person to do, because what a person most of the time wants to do is he doesn't want to make those decisions. A person doesn't want to make the decisions, and he wants to have a checklist. People like to have a checklist. Well, am I supposed to do this, or am I supposed to do that? Am I supposed to go here, or am I supposed to go, go there? But when a person works on himself, and he has a relationship with someone, so then it's not something that you could say, okay, on Monday I'm supposed to be like this, on like right, am I supposed to? I have this a lot of times in in um, you know when it comes to shalom bias and relationships with a husband and a wife. You know when they say, oh well, if the children are are crying and they're at home and your wife needs you, so a person's going to say, oh, but I have to go to Marav. Person has to go to Marav. But if your wife needs your help at home, if your wife needs you and your children need you, so then what does Hashem want from you? Hashem wants you to be a good father. Hashem wants you to be a good husband. It's not about uh, always doing, you know, on the checklist what it is that, that, that it seems to be the right thing to do. A person has to be very sensitive. A person has to work to understand 
what the values of being a, a, uh, a good Jew and a healthy Jew are. And based on that, that's going to make a difference how he acts. Yeah, Zach and then Rafael. I mean, I think the, the problem that um, we were talking about with the guy escaping his responsibilities, right? I think there's a deeper problem yes. at, like, it sounds like the guy can't actually, you know, the responsibilities that he has, he can't actually deal with them for whatever reason. So I think it's a deeper issue. I also think that right. I... Well, it could also be that he has his priorities, not, not right. straight. Right. Could be, he could deal with it. But that's what I'm saying. So that's what the but that's what the Ramchal is saying. Ramchal is saying is that the priority is to bring to be pleasant smelling to people and to Hashem. So that people look at you and say, "Wow, that's right." When you walk on a bus, and this is a big responsibility. If you walk on a bus and you're wearing a yarmulke, you're walking on a bus over here, or you're in a supermarket over here, and people know you're in yeshiva you learn Torah, or you're a, a religious Jew, so then a person has a very, very strong, high responsibility to be smelling good. You know, especially if you're, you have a beard, you, you're, you represent uh, Judaism, you represent Torah, a person has to be very, 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 very careful because he wants to bring Nachas Ruach to Hashem. You know? So you also gotta do things that are good for yourself. Like Correct. Right, that's, that's the balance. I think if you're, that's if why we learn this. More on Correct. Works for me and everything. Correct. 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 I think by just doing what you're supposed to be doing, Correct. you're making your own schedule for yourself. You're following Correct. You're Correct. Doing whatever you're doing. Correct. And hundred percent. Actively, like make that noise. That will be the noise. Correct. Hundred percent. that. I like that. Sure. At the same time, what Zach is saying is that, yes, you want to focus on your growth and focus on what you need to do. But at the same time, Zach, you, when a person's in relationships and a person's with other people, he also has to realize that he lives. You're right. If you lock yourself in a room and you're in a corner doing your own thing, you're safe. Once you're out there with other people, then a person has to be very, very careful at, at how people view him. A person has to be very careful, and also your outside things that you do are usually outgrowths of what you do inside. What you do inside. A person who, who works on himself and has boundaries on the inside and is sensitive to his life will most of the time be sensitive to other people. Will be sensitive to other things that other people. Beautiful, Zach. Yes, Ravel. Uh, we're talking here about having the right priorities. Right. Basically, the fifth shofanara. Mm-hmm. Is it possible to have the fifth shofanara right without having the first four halakim under your belt? Right. So that's yeah. I, I mean, I, I I don't know. That's a great question. I think we need to do it all. We we have to learn. Uh, we have to learn. We have to we have to be diligent. When Rafil says the fifth shofanara, because there are four halakim of Shulchan Aruch, and they talk about the fifth is the unspoken part of how to act as a person or when to do this, when not to do that, which is not written down in, uh, in the Shulchan Aruch. The answer is you need, to, you need to spend a lot of time in both. You have to spend a lot of time knowing uh, practical halacha, what to do, and you have to spend a lot of time. I mean, our generation is lacking uh, in, in both um, a lot. 
in, in that, you know, we don't know a lot of a lot. You know, um, w one thing that I think we're, we also need to work on more in our generation is, is the midos, is the um, musr and sensitivity towards other people. Um, that's something that, that is, um, I, I'd rather be off, I'd rather be off in, in the Dalit Chalke Shulchan personally, personally. I'd rather be off in the first four Chalakim than be off in the fifth Chalak. Um, I'd rather spend uh, more time in that. And, and again, I'd rather not be off in anything. I'd rather get the, get, have them both perfect. But I'd rather my, uh, my shortcomings come, you know, from that, you know. This example of mine. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Right. Let's say I came to the conclusion that I should go, I shouldn't go, right. I want to, but I don't want to right. go. Right, right. And that was based off of not going really, yet we're not getting the first four of Halakim Right. Right. Yeah, that's like, so, so yeah, that's is, like, it, like, is it better that I make the mistake in the fourth Halakim? Let's say Halakim was, in this case, you go and you right. So that's what I'm saying. That's where the fifth Shulchanar comes. It's not, again, it's a sensitivity. It's not something that. You could teach okay, someone. How could your 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 yeah, that, that tool would, of sensitivity be? Uh, how could your measurement be a, a good measurement without having the basic information before before being sensitive? Right, right. And Khanami, you're right. So you're mm -hmm. right. But you have basic information. We're we're Orthodox. We're all here. Orth. I'm saying we're all Orthodox Jews. Most most of us know what the basic halachas are. We're Orthodox Jews. We don't eat meat and milk. We keep Shabbos. We uh, don't try not to steal. We're, we're we, you know, try and keep Hilcha Shemitah. I'm saying we're, we're, we're Orthodox Jews. So we know, we know the basic halacha. The, the things that we don't know are, are deeper, more, and more sophisticated halacha or the official halacha of when to apply that and what is really halacha and what's not. What's, what's considered, you know, koach adif. You know, sometimes the more you know, the more the easier it is to follow the fish shulchanarch and a chanami, right? The less a person knows, right? The more that you know. That's why bali tshuva sometimes have have a, a bigger problem. They don't know, so everything becomes usher and usher and usher, as opposed to their ways, their heterim for things. So, but I'm not worried, Rafael. You know the dalit chalkish shulchanarch, and you know the fish shulchanarch also. I'm not. I'm not worried. Yeah. Okay, you can always know it better. Yeah. Let's see. So why isn't like the first show like, 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 It is, Ramchal does. That's what that's 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 what we're it is. We right here. This is the fifth. This is the fifth. It is the world. This is our world. What, what does that mean? I don't know what the world is. Right here, this right? We're here right now. This is this is what we do. Okay, so it says and it says the Ramchal, and we'll end off with this. He says, "Lo lefisha chasidus mishtana, kine hu shavu lechol nefesh vaday, hoyl veinenu alasos mash yesh nachas urach liotrobo." And I think that's the litmus test for things that a person does. Is this something that Hashem would be happy with? Is this something that my roommate, that my uh, you know my spouse, my my mother, my father, my whatever, my boss, my my uh, whatever it might be, is this what someone is going to be happy with? When you think in terms of lasos nachas ruach, not as a checklist, do I have to do this? Do I have to do this? 
Is this something that is a pleasing thing to the person? You know, a lot of times we're very busy with, well, it's right and this is wrong. Uh, what's right and this is wrong, which of course, like Rafael is saying, it's very important to know what's right and what's wrong. But a lot of times it's not about what's right and what's wrong. A lot of times it's how is it going to be in relation to that person? How is that person going to feel Right? Yes, I might be right. We've said this many times when it comes to a person's relationship, you know, with, with your wife. I've said this many times to, to, to people. Right? You could be 100% right in, a, in an argument uh, or a situation uh, with, your, with your spouse or with someone for that matter. But the fact that you're arguing and the fact that you're, that you're uh, putting someone down is wrong. So it doesn't matter if you're right. It doesn't matter if you're right. You know, a lot of times we're willing to sacrifice um, the relationship with someone based on saying, oh, but I was right. You know, I'm trying to... Now, of course, it's important to be able to communicate to somebody. It's important to be able to, 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 be able to give out, um, to have good communication, to say this is right, this is wrong, to, to talk about something. But when situations happen, or situations come and they arise, right? Let's say with your roommate. Right? You could be angry at your roommate, and your roommate's 100% wrong for acting a certain way and doing something, but by you yelling at him and, 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 and having this terrible fight with the person, is, is, is not, it's not the value of that. It's not worth the value of that for what's right and what's wrong. And to be a Erlich person, to be a person who is serving Hashem properly and being amongst other people, one of the biggest challenges is that point. It's not about being right or wrong. It's about being a pleasing person to people and to Hashem. Okay. What? Oh, okay, right. Okay. So good. Very good, Zach. Right. Well, a people pleaser at the end, a people, someone who's a people, is the second time we're talking about it today, someone who's a people pleaser is, has a lot, a lot of beautiful things. The, the people pleaser usually ends up hurting himself. That's, that's usually what, what happens with that, correct. But people ple- being a people pleaser, what, in, the, in the eyes of a people pleaser, Zach, saying no it means that I'm not going to please people, which is not true. It's a, it's a fantasy. He doesn't realize that, that, that it will be okay. It's more within himself. It's more within himself. Someone who suffers from that suffers. Many people. It's a, it's a beautiful, uh, it's a beautiful thing that people can have to try and be a people pleaser. Because then I always say to the people pleaser, you have to learn to people please yourself also. You have to please yourself as well. When you know is no, so you yes is yes. We do. Correct. Otherwise, what's your yes? It's not really yes. Otherwise, it's not really yes. Correct. Okay, Hashem will help each and every one of us. Let us be zocha as we begin a new week, as we begin, continue, Baruch Hashem, our, our uh, journey of life. Because we're in life right now. That's one of the things you always want to try and remember. We always want to try and remember is that we're living our life right now. This is our life. And a lot of times we wait for things to happen or we wait for this to be, that this is when I'm going to change this is when I'm going to, you know, understand myself better. This is when I'm going to do this. This is when I'm going to do that. And when a person realizes that whatever you lived, however you lived your life till now, you'll never ever be able to get back. It's done. It's done. Have our eye in. It's not here anymore. 
We have no, your past does not exist anymore. It's not here. And as far as your future, a person's future, the greatest thing you could do for your future, the best thing anybody can do for tomorrow, for a week from now, a month from now, for any time from now, is to try as best as he can to have a great today. That's the best thing you could do for tomorrow. The best thing you could do for your future. Many guys are always thinking about, oh, what's going to be? Where am I going to be? How am I going to be? What am I going to be? The best thing for a person to focus on is to say, what am I doing today? How can I make today a great day? How can I create for myself the day that I want to create? Because when a person learns to live like that, when a person learns to live in the world of creating his life, and I'm the captain of my ship, and I'm the one responsible to, to live the life that I want to live, whatever it might be, the more a person learns to live like that, the happier it becomes, and the more successful he becomes. So Hashem will help each and every one of us with his to have an amazing first day of the rest of our life. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Amen.